Hey guys, I go on a little bit of a rant at the beginning of this one. It's just asking for help with the podcast and all the things you can do. If you want to skip to the live show, it starts right about 10 minutes in. Enjoy and see you at 3.03. Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is a tip show, or uh, it was a tip show. This is just a recording after the fact. Um... This is a plea from the Grey Knight, uh, from Allie, from all the ladies in the night who enjoy the live stuff, who enjoy the tip shows, uh, who just generally enjoy me and my personality live and off the cuff and that sort of thing. I just want to say before I begin it that I love doing live performance more than just about anything else. It's challenging for me because I'm very shy, but it's also so much fun and... I feel like it's one of the things that I can do that very few people can. I love improvising and freewheeling and just generally being me. And if you enjoy it too, then please, if you're in any way got a suggestion, in any way concerned about what a live show is or if we need to move the time and date around or the venue or what we can do to get everybody online as many people online in a place and time as possible to make that happen. Uh, so anything at all. Is it advertising? Do you guys not know when they're happening? Are there concerns about coming out to the electronic space on Discord or what have you? Let us know. Because, my God, I love these live shows. And every time I talk about having to postpone one or put one off, every time we don't even upload one, um, people tell me how much they enjoy them. And I love the experience of being there. So. Uh, it's 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 hard because the podcast is expanding and more people are listening and uh, it's been wonderful more people coming by the server more people chatting and all the rest but live show attendance keeps kind of dipping in and out and last Friday there just wasn't enough people to have a show uh, so I, I had a show for the for the diehards that came out but it wasn't really a request show and I saved that up for you guys to read now because lots of people of course they can't make it uh, they don't know to make it or what have you but. I can't keep doing that, and it is a little bit of a heartbreak that so many people say they love the show but then don't come out. So you tell me, especially since we've got other stuff like the Patreon rolling right along and, and the podcast is coming out and going pretty well, and I think I'm doing pretty well as well, and hopefully you guys think so too. So with all that together, I'm really excited about the live stuff. I know you enjoy it, and you can't – I mean, I could do content like this all day every day at this point. Just being, I mean, not every week, um, but just being real with you, my 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 physical and, and mental health has gone to the point where I can, I can sit and talk into a microphone pretty easy. But I don't think you want that from me. I mean, I always could have, I always could have just read other people's stories this whole time, um, or, or not done the stuff. So I probably really should have <laughs> concentrated a little bit more. Uh, on what to say to you guys about this, but I just want to express it. One of the things that I'm working on is is communicating without any kind of emotional attachment to it. I know that I can. I know that in, at least in the past, I've been too cynical or too frustrated. And whenever a podcaster has been that way with me as an audience member, I didn't like it, and then I turned around it to you guys. So heartfelt apology for that. Heartfelt apology for anyone who's found me too grouchy, aggressive grumpy or anything like that in the past as well. I am in therapy, legitimately. I am inpatient, in, in treatment. Uh, not inpatient, in treatment. Um, in treatment, outpatient. Ha ha. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am legitimately trying to be as open and, and, and patient with people as possible um, and just put on the most amazing show. It's it's looking like 2020 is going to be like a rough year. I remember the last time people were talking about this early on was 2016. People were like, oh, it's going to be a rough year. Like like we have cold years and warm years, but psychologically, and this is going to be a psychological cold year. It's going to be a rough year. Um, and I kind of feel that too. And as I feel happy and so secure in other things, just teach me and tell me how I can get this live show stuff operational? How can I get you out? How can I get you to tell a friend? How can I get you to promote it? And that sort of thing. Really and truly, I'm open to all suggestions, all criticism. Fire it my way. 
uh, anonymously and all the rest. Let me know. You can send me a direct message. You can send Ali a message. You can send it anonymously. So here are the ways to do it if you want to send me a message. At Real Grey Knight on Twitter. At R-E-A-L-G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T at Twitter. You can follow me there. I'll do most of my updates and, and most of my... Uh, just advertising about what I'm doing that day, what and why not, or what and how, uh, then and there. Okay, uh, you can also uh, check out the blog uh, for more of a, a standard posting kind of situation, and to reach me anonymously on Tumblr, that is Grey Knight Erotica, G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T-E-R-O-T-I-C-A, uh, at tumblr.com. Just Grey Knight Erotica Tumblr is what you search, and then you'll find that right away. And you can, if you have a Tumblr account, I don't even know if you need a Tumblr account, you can send me messages anonymously, and I promise they come through totally anonymously. I'll have no idea what your Tumblr account is or whatever, and you can give me all those messages, and I promise I read them all, not Allie. I read every last anonymous message that you send, so don't be a jerk. And then anything and everything regarding how to get the live show and, and the podcast more promoted, more reviewed, more out there, you let me know. It is growing, and I'm so appreciative for that. And then anytime attendance dips or something, this is now, I hate this, but I'm just being real with you. This is now my job. And I fucking love it. I'm not super into working hard. I never have been. I don't think that's what we're here for, people. Not me, people. I swear, it's not I want to be lazy. I want everyone to be lazy, and I want us all to have robots and monkeys and stuff. But I'm just, I'm just not the hardest worker. I can be very determined about things I'm passionate about, but when I was on a car lot 60 hours a week, I did six hours of work. I had to be there 60 hours a week, but... I only ever tried about five to six to maybe eight to ten hours a week. Uh, it's just how I am. And this project is the exception. I've put all of myself into it. I've reinvested so I can put more of myself into it. And then every time something like the live show attendance dips, uh, I, I'll get a little nervous and I'll get a little apprehensive. Even if the money is good or better, even if the fan base is happy or happier, uh, yada, yada, yada. I still white-knuckle it a little bit, and this is, I suppose, I suppose that process. Uh, so what I did instead on that live show, for everybody who did come out, if you're wondering, well, why should I come out if you're going to cancel? I hear you. Uh, so what I did is I just, because everybody who came out was a diehard. It was just a, a very low-attended show. Uh, since everybody who, who did came out, I just gave the, myself to them, and I just improvised essentially something I kind of kicked in the back of my head, and I just talked for 75 or 80 minutes uh, for those people to come out. Now, that's an unfortunate situation for them, I think, having to listen. I mean, they could leave. They weren't forced to, to be there, except for the ones who agreed to it beforehand. But, you know, they're into shackle play. What do you want? Um, but, but besides that, I did try as hard as I could to just give that to them and also give this to you, because I didn't have the energy to fake it. I don't have the energy to fake it. I do have a stage presence and a stage persona, but it's not fake. It's just a different kind of energy, so come out and feed it. Tell me how to get you to do it. This is the end of my plea. Uh, if you've been listening, 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 listening to this, thank you so much. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to put a little something at the beginning of this, uh, just saying... Okay, well, you're going to have to skip till nine minutes in to get to the show, and that's what we'll do. So nine minutes in, here we are, and we'll begin the show. Uh, thank you for hearing all of the rambling and, and hearing me talk about that. Some of you really, really, really like that, <clears throat> and others of you don't. So here we go, moving into the poetry. No quick quotes, because there were not enough quick quote girls Come on out next time. I'd love to see you. <clears throat> what kind of thoughts now do you carry in your travels day by day? Are they bright and lofty visions, or neglected, gone astray? Matters not how great in fancy or what deeds of skill you've wrought. Man, though high may be his station, is no better than his thoughts. 
Catch your thoughts and hold them tightly. Let each one an hour be. Purge them, scourge them, banish them brightly. But in love set each one free. Thoughts by Myra Viola Wilds. W-I-L-D-S. Hope you don't mind that I am manhandling you and moving you around just a little bit. Because I didn't set up for it being a live show and get everything done right away. I just had to take that off. So there we go. Thank you to who requested that first poem. And into the second one. <clears throat> I like my body when it's with your body. It is so quite new a thing. Muscles better and nerves more. I like your body. I like what it does. I like its hows. I like to feel the spine of your body in its bones and the trembling firm smoothness at which I will again and again and again kiss. I like kissing this and that of you. I like slowly stroking the shocking fuzz of your electric fur. And what it is comes parting fresh, and eyes big love crumbs. And possibly I like the thrill of under me you so quite new. I like my body when it is when it is yours by E. E. Cummings. <clears throat> In case you hadn't noticed, it has somehow become uncool to sound like you know what you're talking about or believe strongly in what you're saying. Invisible question marks and parenthetical you knows have been attaching themselves to the end of our sentences, even when those sentences aren't like questions, you know? Declarative sentences so-called because they used to, like, declare things used to be true, okay, as opposed to, opposed to other things are, like, totally, you know, not have been infected by hip and tragically cool interrogative tone, you know? Like, don't you think I'm uncool just because I've noticed this? This is just like the word on the street, you know? It's just like what I've heard. I have nothing personally invested in my own opinions, okay? I'm just inviting you to join me in my uncertainty. What happened to our conviction? What are the limbs on which we once walked? Have they been, like, chopped down with the rest of, like, the rainforest? Or do we have, like, nothing to say? Has society become so, like, totally, I mean, absolutely, you know... We've just gotten to the point where it's just like, uh, whatever. So actually, our disarticulation-ness is just a clever sort of thing to disguise the fact that we've become the most aggressively inarticulate generation to come along since, well, you know, a long, long time. I entreat you, I implore you, I exhort you, I challenge you to speak with conviction, to say what you believe in a matter that bespeaks the determination with which you believe it, because contrary to the wisdom of the bumper sticker, it is not enough these days to simply question authority. You have to speak with it too. Totally Like Whatever You Know, by Taylor Mall. <clears throat> it's now within an hour of sundown of a late November afternoon. It was a beautiful day. The cold burned down any indignation. What won't degrade the stick and distant or near and black, bad-natured tides of want? Jean Rees is saying, If I could jump out the window, one bang, and I'd be out of it. It isn't done to admit this to kind or need, but spirit needs a house, and the brief pageant of being escorted through the grieving joy of words set down right. The cold bores her, oppresses her, 
Life comes to bore her. She can strip a thing down. I want beauty, she adds. Hear me? I hear you, Jean. Yours is a voice disabused. The inside of the cold of it. There's a sort of festival. Jean Rees by Sandra Lim L.I.M. To you, love was about multitudes. To me, love was inordinate. I love you, I would say, how much, you would ask. I couldn't find the words to answer you then, but they have found their way to me since, and this is what I would tell you. I would blanket the world in utter darkness. I would pull back the veil of light and reveal to you a blinding crescendo of stars. I would blanket the world in utter darkness. I would pull back the veil of light and reveal to you a blinding crescendo of stars. I would drain all the seven seas and ask you to count one by one every grain of sand that clings to the ocean floor. I would tally the beat of every human heart that has echoed since the dawn of our becoming. And as you look in awe at the sheer magnitude of my admission, I would take your hand in mine and tell you, if only you had let me, this is how much I could have loved you. What I Would Tell You by Lang Liev, L-E-A-V. All right, that is going to be it for poetry. Go a little bit faster without reading the chat and all the rest, and of course, without uh, just uh, talking about myself there. So hopefully you enjoyed the love poem at the end. And it's going to be a nice little transition into our love letters. We've got two love letters today. And here we go right into number one. <clears throat> I like words. I like fat, buttery words, such as ooze and turpitude, gluttonous, toady. I like solemn, angular, creaky words, such as straight-laced, cantankerous, pecunious, valedictory. I like spurious, black-as-white words, such as mortician, liquidate, tonsorial, demimond. I like suave V words such as Svengali, Svelte, Bavuria, Verve. I like the crunchy, brittle, crackly words such as Splinter, Grapple, Jostle, Crusty. I like solen, carved words, Skulking, and Glower, Scabby, and Chill. I like, oh heavens, my gracious, landsake words such as Trickery, Tucker, Genteel, horrid. I like elegant flowery words such as estivate, perineate, isalium, haklon. I like wormy, squirmy, mealy words such as crawl, blubber, squeal, drip. I like sniggly, chuckling words such as cowlick, gurgle, bubble, and burp. I like the word screenwriter better than copywriter. So I decided to quit my job in New York advertising agency and try my luck in Hollywood. But before taking the plunge, I went to Europe for a year of study, contemplation, and hosing around. I have just returned, and I still like words. May I have a few with you. Letter from aspiring screenwriter Robert Peroge to numerous movie studios. A very interesting love letter indeed. <clears throat> it was the thirst of many years restrained in our body, chained words which we could not say except on the lips of dreams. Everything was surrounded by the green miracle of the landscape of your body. Upon your form, the lashes of the flowers responded to my touch, the murmur of streams. There was a manner of fruits in the juice of your lips, the blood of the pomegranate, the horizon of the mame, of the purified pineapple. 
I pressed you against my breast to the prodigy of your form penetrated all my blood through the tips of my fingers. Smell of oak essence, memories of walnut, green breath of ash tree, horizons and landscapes. I trace them with a kiss. Oblivion of words will form with the exact language of understanding the glances of our closed eyes. You are here, intangible, and you are all the universe which I shape into the space of my room. Your absence springs trembling in the ticking of the clock, in the pulse of the light. You breathe through the mirror, you from my hands. I caress your entire body. And I am with you for a minute, and I am myself for a moment, and my blood is the miracle which runs in the vessels of the air from my heart to yours. The green miracle of the landscape of my body becomes in your, the whole of nature. I fly through it to caress the rounded hills with my fingertips. My hands sink into the shadowy valleys in an urge to possess and I'm enveloped in the embrace of gentle branches, green and cool. I penetrate the sex of the whole earth. Her heat chars me, and my entire body is rubbed up with the freshness of the tender leaves. The dew is the sweet and ever new lover. It's not love or tenderness or affection. It's life itself, my life, that I found what I saw in your hands, in your mouth, and your breasts. I have the taste of almonds from your lips in my mouth. Our worlds have never gone outside. Only one mountain can know the core of another mountain. Your presence floats for a moment or two, as if wrapping my whole being in an anxious wait for the morning. I notice that I'm with you. At the instant, I'm still full of sensations. My hands are stuck in oranges, and my body feels surrounded by your arms. Oxychrome, Chromosphere, from Frida Kahlo to Diego Rivera. Oof. Boy, she could fucking ride, huh? <laughs> That's our third Frito, I think. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe our fourth Frito. Mm. And my goodness, she doesn't disappoint. I'm just trying to figure out which of the two porns is shorter, so we can start with that one. And here we go. We've got two erotic pieces tonight, and here is the first one. <clears throat> Baby was in the bathtub, getting sudsy. She was playing with the warm, soapy water while Daddy rolled his sleeve up to wash her. Daddy knelt down beside the tub and started rubbing Baby's back. Is the water warm enough, Baby? Daddy asked as he squeezed her shoulders a little. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Baby smiled up at him. She was so pretty, and she looked so happy sitting in her bath. He liked doing things to make her comfortable because he felt proud to have, he was sure, the cutest baby any daddy had ever had. He soaped up his strong hands as baby splashed water over her beautiful breasts. Daddy was rubbing his soapy hands across her shoulders as he watched her breasts bounce in the water as she splashed happily. Her nipples were getting hard, and so was Daddy. He reached his hands down her chest and started rubbing her nipples, cupping the underside of Baby's large, lovely fun bags. Daddy, Baby squealed, feigning disapproval. I have to be very thorough washing you, Daddy explained as he pinched her nipples. She gasped, like that, Daddy? Yes, Baby, Daddy explained, rolling her nipples between his fingers. I have to get every part of you clean. Baby breathed harder, enjoying the feeling of her daddy's fingers. I like that, daddy. Daddy continued his thorough cleaning down his baby's cute belly, giving her little tickles as he went. He loved hearing his little girl giggle when he touched her, but the giggling turned into moaning as he reached her cute little slit and started playing with it 
the way that she liked best. Oh, Daddy, that feels even better. She gasped through her moans. Daddy kissed her head as she sank a little lower into the water, laying back to enjoy how her daddy took care of her. After a while of this, Daddy said, Now, baby, we don't want to turn into a prune, do we? Five more minutes, Daddy, Baby begged. But Daddy was very strict with his baby. Come on, it's time to get out of the tub. He was standing next to the tub now, holding her towel out for her to step into. She pouted a bit, but she knew Daddy wouldn't budge, so she stood up to get out of the warm bath. The bathroom was chilly, so she quickly, carefully stepped into the towel and let Daddy wrap his arms around her. If there was anything good about getting out of the tub, is that Daddy would hold her and squeeze her tight to dry her off. Daddy rubbed the whole of her body down with the big, soft towel, saying, There's more to come. You know Daddy always takes care of his baby girl. He was drying off her legs, and he brushed the towel across the perfect vulva as he said this. Baby turned back to her daddy, whining, I'm cold again. Daddy wrapped her up once more and said, Then I think we need to get you under the cover. Yes, Daddy, Baby squealed. Daddy hung the towel up carefully and walked into the bedroom to find Baby already snug under the covers. Did you put your jammies on? He asked sternly. Baby gave a mischievous grin and shook her head. You know you need to put your jammies on or you'll be cold. Besides, you're not supposed to tuck yourself in. I'm supposed to tuck you in. Come snuggy me, Daddy, and then you can keep me warm and tuck me in. Daddy sighed, getting himself ready for bed, stripping down to his boxers and snuggle his naked baby girl. Her body felt so soft and clean against his skin, spooning her. He wrapped his arms around her, giving her extra tickles for being just so naughty. As she wriggled in his arms, she felt his big daddy cock getting hard against her butt. She tried to guide his hand back down to her little clit. Not yet, daddy said. I'll give you the biggest reward, but you have to show me how good girl get rewards. Baby turned around facing her daddy, nose to nose. I know how daddy... She pulled his boxers off to see his big daddy dick standing right up in the air. Slowly, she wrapped her fingers as far around it as she could get them. Oh, that's a good girl, daddy said. She lowered her mouth down onto her daddy's dick and closed her wet lips around the head, sucking it like her favorite lolly. She bobbed her head up and down, trying to get as far down her daddy's dick as she could. And now... Daddy was moaning. <laughs> yes, that's a very good girl. <sighs> and good girls need to practice every day. Baby loved how Daddy's cock felt pushing to the back of her throat, and she loved hearing how good she was at making him feel. She thought how lucky she was to have a daddy who would always let her know what a good job she was doing even when Daddy was just moaning and pushing his hips up to shove his big cock further down her throat, she knew she was making him so proud. She pressed her tongue right against the tip of her Daddy's cock the way that she knew he liked it, the way she knew would make him give up her cum. Such a good girl. Daddy had been moaning every time she licked him like that, but suddenly he sat up and took her face in his hands. I thought you wanted me to make you come, Daddy, Baby said, disappointed. Daddy gave her mouth a gentle kiss, saying, Not yet. You've been a very good girl, and you need a reward. This made Baby excited. Okay, Daddy, but you'd better not forget to give me your cum. I won't forget. Daddy laughed a little. 
He laid his baby girl down on her back and kissed her legs, moving towards her clit. She was not so good at being patient, but Daddy was helping her practice that as well. Her breath was growing faster until suddenly she felt Daddy's tongue on her. Oh, yes, Daddy. Oh, that feels so good, she cried. Daddy looked up just long enough to say, I'm always good to my best girl. He went back down on her, doing everything he knew his little girl liked him to do. She squirmed and moaned, enjoying his tongue taking such good care of her. She felt like the luckiest baby girl in the whole wide world. Daddy started kissing his way up her belly, across her boobies, up to her neck, and when he got to her face, he said, Who's daddy going to lick? Who's got the cutest little pussy in the world? I do. And, he continued, whose daddy gets to fuck the cutest pussy in the world? Baby had been waiting for this. She was so wet, and as much as she loved being eaten out, she missed daddy's cock. My daddy? she asked expectantly. Without answering, Daddy pushed his big, hard cock inside her. She had been so close to coming for so long from his tongue, but she knew it was Daddy's dick that really did it for her. Now, feeling Daddy take her the way he liked to, feeling the force of him on top of her, pressing into her, feeling him fill her up and knowing what a good girl she was being, she started quivering. She wanted to enjoy it more, for it to last longer, but she knew that it had always been the best part Daddy would make it last as long as he could for her, because he cared about her so much. She wrapped her legs around him, locking her cute little feet at the ankles to hold him inside her as she felt the wave of release. Oh, Daddy, make me come. Oh, Daddy, oh, your good little girl, come, Daddy. She was practically yelling into his ear, which she knew wasn't polite, but fuck polite. Daddy was making her come, and that was better than being polite. Her daddy was so good to her, and he knew how to make her orgasm last. She was in heaven, but so was he. He felt her tight little pussy contracting around his hard cock as her entire soft body shook under him. As he felt her legs release their hold on his hips, he knew she was coming down, knowing that he could take such good care of his baby girl, sent a thrill from the base of his balls up through the tip of his dickhead, and he knew he was about to come. He pulled himself off from her dripping pussy and said, I didn't forget. Baby was still in a haze, but she hadn't forgotten either. She rolled over and laid her head on Daddy's belly, putting his wet cock back in her mouth to get his cum. She sucked it like a pacifier, enjoying how it fit so well between her lips on her tongue. She swirled her tongue back around while Daddy stroked her hair, until finally she heard him give a grunt, and she felt his warm cum fill her mouth. Daddy held her in place. Remember to keep going until it's all done, Daddy stammered. Baby knew this was a good girl's practice every day. She wasn't going to let her daddy down. He was pinching her nipples again, and he also came hard in her mouth. She used her tongue to lap it up all at the back of her throat and make room for more. She had told her that she also felt really good for him, so she knew it must be an important trick to get right. Finally, he pulled out of her face from a cock. She held her face close to his, inspecting her mouth. Did you lose my cum, baby? No, Daddy, she promised. I think you're right, he said. I don't see any cum in your mouth. Baby felt very proud to have done so well for Daddy. He kissed her gently, slowly, and deeply. Then she laid her head down on his chest, and he put his arms tight around her. Was I good, Daddy? You're always good, baby, he assured her, stroking her hair. And here's hoping that you enjoyed that one. It's pretty sexy. We've got one last little story here for you. And that'll be it for the tip show this time. Uh, I don't have a lot of information on this, so we're just going to go ahead and go right on into reading it.
By 6.55 p.m., Mia's one small overnight bag was hidden in the closet and out of the way. She could have used a drink, but it would be rude to start by herself. She knew that she would have to wait until he got there, at least. She looked at herself in the full-length mirror, her brunette hair tied up, her long curls gently resting on her neck. This is where she met him once a month, so she could remind her that she owned her body, and that her only option was to submit to him. Things weren't always this way, but there was a routine now, an understanding. She couldn't help but run her hands over her lips, her neck, her freshly shaven legs in anticipation of his touch. As she walked around the familiar room, she remembered what had happened there, what he had gotten her to do, despite herself. He had single-handedly transformed her from a shy and reserved girl to a depraved toy to be played with. At 6.58, Mia knew that she had better get into position. Walking to the side of the bed, she dropped to her knees, head bent slightly forward, hands folded onto her lap. Her breath caught in her throat, and she heard the grandfather clock, a staple on each floor of this hotel, ring out seven times. A few moments later, the hall filled with the sound of footsteps until finally the door opened. She managed to keep her head downwards as Dawn entered the room, despite her impulse to look at him. She felt the familiar thrill in her stomach at his long-anticipated arrival. Her heart thudded thunderously in her ample chest. He usually made her wait before beginning. It was a test, the first of many. Even so, she felt his gaze burning through her. She inhaled the smell of his cologne in her deep breath, getting tipsy off of it. He always made her wait. She knew that. Patiently, she listened as he began to fix a drink. No, two drinks. There was a distinct sound of the glasses being placed on the table. Thank God, she let herself exhale slowly. Of course he knows how badly I need one. She thought to herself. The next thing she registered was the sound of him sitting on the leather lounge chair next to the window. Before long, he gave his first command. Face me. She briefly closed her eyes to the sound of his deep voice before obeying. As she turned, she lifted her head to meet his eyes. She should have known better, but by now, she couldn't help it. He was the very definition of tall, dark, and handsome, dark hair, brown eyes, strong jaw, and broad shoulders. Clearly, he was annoyed that she had been so impetuous as to look at him in the eye without permission. But she could tell that he was also pleased for the excuse to punish her. Someone's feeling reckless this evening, he said with a scolding but amused tone. She quickly looked down, but the damage had been done. Come here. She managed to lift one foot off the ground before he interrupted. No, no, he chided. His expression said everything. His body is relaxed, leaning back in his chair, legs slightly spread, and a familiar cruel look on his face. She felt her pussy grow warm just from that look. A gentle throbbing persisted, and she prepared herself. Slowly, eyes unmoving from the ground, she lowered herself to the floor onto all fours. Her back arched as she became painfully aware of how vulnerable her cunt was in this position. Exposed and begging for attention. Gracefully, she crawled her breath, still stuck in her throat. She continued towards his feet as her pussy grew wet. She was careful not to rush, knowing that she was meant to make a show of herself. She had almost certainly soaked through her dress by now, and she reached his shoes, her face flushed. Unmoving, he made her wait on her hands and knees, allowing her desperation to grow. Mia hadn't always been into these sorts of things. He had done this for her, and now she relied on him to fulfill the filthy needs that he had inspired in her. No one had ever made Mia come as hard as this man time and time again. It had become a drug, an addiction, something she would do anything to experience again. That was their arrangement. She does as he says, and he would use her 
until she was shaking with satisfaction, high for the next month, until their next encounter. Close your eyes, open your mouth, he practically growled. She obeyed, parting her soft lips and praying that he would enter her mouth so that she could taste him, please him. But instead, she was surprised by the cold touch of glass. The powerful taste of alcohol filled her mouth as he dipped the glass forward. She drank as fast as she could, but he tipped the glass so quickly that she couldn't keep up. She sputtered the booze, mouth struggling to swallow the rest of the drink as it washed over her face. Without thinking, Mia backed up, hands at her face, trying to wipe the liquid from her eyes. Big mistake. Slap! Mia nearly cried out in surprise and pain. Before she knew it, he'd struck her round her bubble ass again, causing her to gasp. Slap! His hand gripped her coiled hair tightly as he shoved her face into the booze-sucked carpet, ass displayed in the air. If you're going to act with such disobedience, then I'm going to have to remind you of how this works. Slap! Her eyes were watering, but she managed to gather herself enough to apologize. I'm sorry. Slap! Slap! Did I give you permission to speak? Hurriedly, she shook her head. It seems like you've forgotten how to behave when you're here with me. She shook her head again. Arguing? Slap! His anger was calm and therefore terrifying. Mia's head dropped in defeat, but managed to remain silent. Better. He told her, stroking her still-stinging ass. He settled back into the lounge chair, and she remained where he had left her, face pressed against her, the carpet on her sore behind still on display. Tell me, what happens when you break the rules? Despite her eagerness to please him, her voice broke, still caught off guard by everything that had just happened. I... I get punished. Yes. He drank from his glass and paused for a moment, considering what to do with her. Stand at the head of the table, he said coolly. Trembling with both fear and excitement, Mia slowly lifted herself off of the ground, not bothering to wipe away her tears or what was left of her drink. Dutifully, she stood at the head of the table. It was small and rectangular, enough for perhaps two people to share, if they didn't mind touching while they used it. Before she had another moment to think of his strong hand, it was on the back of her neck, bending her over the table. Arms out! She relented. As much as she may fear these punishments, something inside of her had learned to love them. Her excitement was palpable, hungry to earn back his good graces and then her reward. Don made his way towards the opposite side of the table, and soon she could feel the rope tightening around her wrists, and then her ankles. Mia's legs were spread with her full weight laid across the table, chin resting on the edge. Her knees shook, but she wasn't sure if it was from anticipation or fear. Suddenly, his large, warm hand stroked her ass, admiring the redness that he had caused. As he pet her, her stroked pussy began to drip, aroused, down her leg. What's this? he asked, chuckling. He stood directly behind her backwards before exposing it to the cold air, lifting the bottom of her dress above her beautifully curved rear. He slid it over her waist. She could hear that cruel smile in his voice. Dirty girl. He told her, What is the point of even having these? You're such a horny little slut. With that, he slipped his hand under her panties and yanked. The sound of them snapping rang out before he threw absent-mindedly them to the side. New rule, pet. You have no use for panties when you're here. Do you understand? Mia nodded. Answer me, property. Yes, sir, she told him. Good girl. He stroked her again, this time along her ass and down her soft thighs, tracing his fingers around her drenched lips. But you still need to be punished before you can earn 
a reward. She tensed. She knew it was coming, but she had gotten lost in his touch. She didn't care what he did to her, if she would earn her the prize that she had been waiting for. She breathed heavily, nearly trying to rub herself against the edge of the table for some relief. Yes, sir. But please, I... I need... With that, he placed his fingers directly onto her sex, applying just enough pressure that she began to gush onto his hand. Firmly and steadily, he ran the tip of his fingers over the back of her pussy and swept it upward onto a clit, rubbing it softly. Whose cunt is this? He asked dangerously. It's yours. She told him, shit. She realized a moment too late. He gripped her clit before the index and thumb and twisted. It's yours, sir, she corrected, but it was too late. He slapped her slit with an open hand, and this time she couldn't help but cry out. Exactly. He murmured against her ear, his breath warm, setting goosebumps across her supple skin. So I will decide when and if it needs to come. Mia could only nod, but she didn't press her luck any further. He was tuned to it, watching carefully. He knew her limits. He understood how to push her and when to recognize that she was giving all she had. She felt him step away, returning to the bedside. All she could hear were the sounds of things opening and closing. He was lost to her for several minutes since she was tied down so tightly that she could hardly move an inch, let alone turn her head to watch his. All she could do was listen to the mysterious sound coming from behind her. After several moments, she heard the sound of the chair scrape slightly against the floor and then a firm pressure pressed between her legs. She moaned softly, thankful for anything to touch her pulsing folds. She had to ball her hands into fists, nails digging into her palm to avoid rubbing herself against the hard, slick object. Now he was standing in front of her. She could see his lower half but not move her arms to raise herself at all. He stroked her hair affectionately. She knew something big was coming. Seamlessly, the fingers that were caressing her hair had tangled themselves into the dark hair and then pulled back. He lifted her head so far back that her perk pink nipples were barely grazing the table. She was bent in an unnatural way, and it only exasperated her desperate need to be handled. He must have read her mind. While Don held her up with an ease using one hand, his other firmly cupped her breast, massaging it with a gentleness that he completely contrasted with the grip he had on her hair. Soon his fondling relented, and she heard the familiar sound of his buckle. Her pussy twitched automatically at the sound. Who do you think you belong to? He asked coldly. I belong to you, sir. She had just enough time to finish the sentence before he dropped her head roughly and slid his thick rock-hard cock between her lips. He pumped a few times before pulling out and letting her feverishly lick the shaft, slowly making his way to the swollen tip. His smell consumed her, and she closed her eyes to savor it, eager to taste his musty, salty flavor. Pet, he cooed as he began thrusting again, allowing himself to enter deeper and deeper until his nearly hit the back of her throat. A muffle was all she could reply. I want you to remember a few rules. He said, emphasizing the last word with a forceful push. You are not to come until you are given permission. If you dare lose track of yourself, I will hang you off the balcony naked and spread you forth the world to see. Do you understand? A whimper was an adequate response. Lick, he commanded. He pulled himself out and teased her wet, warm mouth, making her strain to reach him. Good girl. A whimper was all she could give. This doesn't seem too difficult, she thought to herself. Being tied to a table so she could give him head wasn't as challenging a punishment as she had had in the past. But with that thought, she had jinxed herself, almost as if he was reading her mind the moment that thought had entered it. She heard 
a click. Her eyes shot open to the sight of a small remote in his hand, and not a moment later, a powerful vibration filled her pussy. She realized then how he was going to make her pay for breaking his rules. A deep guttural moan left, almost to beg him for mercy. But he only grinned. That's right, pet, he said as he teased. You need to show me your self-control. He entered her mouth again, shuddering in pleasure at how soft and warm it was. Her tongue pulsated against his thick, dropping dick. He began to fuck her sweet, blushing face harder as he pressed the button on the remote again and again to increase the intensity of the vibrations. She gave another delicious moan as her body tensed. He could feel that she was trying her best to keep from disobeying him, but he wasn't sure that her best bet would be good enough. And he wonderful she would break loose, tried to take a spreader, and swinging gently in the wind outside for everyone to see. Her eyes clenched as she bobbed her head up and down against his member. Her body began to tremble. The gentle rumble of the toy made her squirm. Hold still and take it, he ordered firmly. And so she tried, but she couldn't help but cry out. The sound muffled by his engorged cock that was nearly at the back of her throat. Good. Slut, he said through clenched teeth, enjoying the vibration that her walls were making on his member. Before long, his own orgasm began to rise, but he didn't want to come. Not yet. He took a deep breath, summoned his strength, and with a smirk hit the remote once again. It hummed with fury, and his little slut lost herself for a moment, fully tensed on the edge of disobeying her master again. He hissed, the only reminder he would give to her to meet his eyes, watering and wild for release. She knew his threat wasn't a hollow one, and as much as she enjoyed being put in her place, she wanted to avoid such a display of public humiliation. She steadied herself at his gaze as he let himself fuck the back of her throat, forcing her to swallow his massive dick his eyes rolling back as if to surrender to his use of her body. Finally, satisfied with her sacrifice and self-control, he withdrew his erection and shot his hot, large load all over her sputtering face, his body bent in ecstasy. He lost himself in orgasm for a moment. It had shaken him. Her stifled whimpers brought him back into the room, eyes still closed. He fingered the remote and brought the merciless sex toy to a halt. Still, she whimpered. He knew the loss of simulation was nearly as painful as its presence at this point. Don't worry, you've earned some attention. He said almost softly as he scooped a dollop of his cum off her face and held it in front of her. She looked almost sheepish and delicately licked his finger clean, careful to show him how grateful she was. Mercifully, he released her arms from their bind, allowed her a few moments to catch her breath and wipe her face clean, although her legs were still pinned to the table. Before long, he walked behind her and forcefully twisted her arms behind. Managing to restrain them both with one powerful hand, he wrapped the material on the bottom of her dress around his other hand and yanked until he tore it. Pressing her arms into the back so much as to force Mia to bend backward to accommodate, he roughly pressed the balled-up cloth onto her absolutely drenched cut, soaking up her cum. Finally satisfied, Dawn reached around to stuff Mia's sore little mouth. Can't have you disturbing the neighbors, he said with a chuckle, while she writhed against his forceful grip, her own taste filling her head. Now, to get what's coming to you. It didn't take long for Dawn to skillfully hogtie her. He walked around her, admiring his work. As tears fell down Mia's rosy cheeks, she knew he would make her wait before giving her what she needed. But she could hardly stand it. 
Her body was screaming for relief, pleading for her to submit so that she could feel the sought-after euphoria awash over her. It had been too long. She needed her fix. Well, aren't you my pretty slut? Don asked, making his way back to between her legs. They were sprawled out pathetically so that they had the perfect view of her tight pink cunt, swollen with excitement, and just beginning to be filled. Once again, he pulled out his large cock, made it hard so that her abused pussy and the veins were throbbing. Stepping forward, he softly circled his cock around her folds, carefully teasing her. She nearly seemed to be sobbing, and she nodded, and her head mutely, gently moaning, each time he allowed her a little bit of pleasure. What a slut you are, aren't you? Again, she nodded fervently. She knew what she was, and she was willing to do and earn his dick. He stepped a bit closer, allowing the head of his cock to rest firmly against her opening, just nearly inside of her. He used his hands to spread her ass cheeks roughly, causing her asshole to stretch and her pussy to open a little bit wider. This is what you want, isn't it, you dirty girl? All she could let out was a loud moan through her gag, as if she couldn't take waiting a moment longer. That's right, you dirty little bitch. And with that, he grabbed a handful of her hair and pulled her dripping, quivering cunt all the way onto his hard, awaiting member. Mia screamed in overwhelming pleasure as every nerve in her body exploded in unison. He began pounding her pussy rhythmically, filling the girl until her cunt was stretched tightly around his thick dick. Tears were freely streaming down Mia's face now as she felt her whole body tense, preparing for a powerful climax that she'd been cultivating all evening. She tried to beg through the gag, but all that could be heard was a throaty groan. Not yet, pet, he said gruffly between thrusts, slowing his hips to deep and intentional movements. She squeezed her eyes shut and curved her toes, trying desperately to hold off the impending orgasm that was building beyond her control. You come when I say that you may. He kept up his rhythm, enjoying her struggle. She had never felt so full of cock, so unbelievably filled, every thrust radiating pleasure throughout her body. She tries to split the soaked cloth out of her mouth so she can beg, but only chokes, helpless. Knowing her intention, he pulls her hair a little bit more that she could reach the dangling piece of material and pull it out. Did you want to say something, slut? He asked her mockingly. Please, she begs repeatedly. And with that, he bends his legs, sinking the center of his gravity below the table and yanks her hair hard enough to tip the entire table onto two legs. Gravity did the work then, her entire body weight falling onto his stiff dick as he bounced her up and down, splashing her juices onto both of them. Come, slut! He roared. Instantly, drunk with his permission, Mia felt what felt like a whiplash of excruciating rapture consume her as the walls of the hotel faded away. She was swallowed up in the warm waves of pleasure that claimed every bit of her consciousness. The short hull of his seed into her until it dripped freely from a cunt, thoroughly overflowing. She had been shot upward into a cacophony of exhilarating sensations remaining there until she slowly began to float back down to earth, back into her body. By the time she had returned to herself, the table sat back normally on the floor. She had already wiped herself up. He knelt next to her face, absolutely stunning and glowing pink in the post-orgasmic bliss. He stroked her hair away from her face. She shivered at the touch, sensitive to any and all exposure to the man who had such control over her.
He smiled deeply. Good girl. Okay. That would be Crawl to Me by Mila, M-I-L-A dash hyphen R-O-E, Mila Rowe. That is her username on Reddit. Well, all right, guys. Uh, that would be the tip show. Uh, thank you so much again for everybody who makes it possible. There will be a donation link below because there wasn't a donation link live. There wasn't a live show. Uh, this is the recording to make up for it. Really and truly, from the bottom of my heart, tell me what I can do because I love doing live stuff and it simply has a different energy. Uh, if you guys want more stuff recorded like this, I have the time budget. I have the energy budget. Let me know. But I really want to do live stuff. For those of you out there who love the live stuff, and if you're listening at this point, that's you. Tell me what I can do. Tell me what I can do on behalf of all the ladies on the night that really want you to come out and, and want to see it. Tell me what I can do, and I'm open because I love it. So thank you very much again. Please, uh, in any way you want to support the podcast, uh, Patreon in, in this month, if you're a $5 patron, there's a almost two-hour uh, audio. It should be available about the time you hear this. Uh, it'll be available on the 29th at the absolute latest. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, it's a first-time fantasy. It's called The Pro. You can find more information on the blog uh, or on Twitter. I gave both of those at the top of the show. Uh, that's pretty much going to have to be that. Thank you very much again for all your support, all your kindness, all the words. Thank you to everybody who requested something. Hope you enjoy your request. Hope you're enjoying how good my voice sounds these days and, and how much vibrato I'm capable of putting into it because, boy, howdy, I sure am. Uh, so thank you one last time. From the bottom of my heart, from me, from Ali, from all the ladies in the night, from all the fans who have yet to find you but well, or find us, but well because of you, because of your reviews, your support, and all the rest. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you very soon for episode 303.